Hello, crime lovers, and welcome to Crime on Tap. I'm Megan, joined by my co-host, Sean. And welcome to our true crime podcast. Join us weekly as we drink our favorite cocktails and discuss gruesome murders, kidnappings, conspiracies, and more. Share the podcast with your friends, family, and heck, your grandma. Leave a review and make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Crime on Tap Pod. Tune in for free on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Whether you're driving to work or doing laundry, Crime on Tap will be sure to fulfill your true crime fix each week. And now, buckle up for this week's episode. Listen and enjoy. Welcome back! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> episode whatever, we don't even know anymore. <laughs> Actually, whatever. Whatever. As I wrote on the, um, <laughs> almost said the stream. You know, the recording, the <laughs> session. Uh, Honestly, maybe we should just start streaming this on Twitch so we don't have to edit it anymore. <laughs> well, I feel like the editing is good because sometimes we say things that maybe we shouldn't say. Oh, that's yeah. true, yeah, very true. And then we can cut that out and then not get canceled. <laughs> yeah, we're not the most politically correct, so... I mean, we try, but yeah. we have our ignorance here and there. Yeah, here on Crime on Tab, we're ignorant. <laughs> yeah, very ignorant. Just put that out there so you cannot cancel us. That's just like our little like warning. Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Crime on Tap. We got a great response from last week's episode. <laughs> So we just decided to do again. <laughs> you know all the response, all those that responded. You know who you are. Shout we do. out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we also, I was just telling Megan before we started today. I was like, I just really enjoyed doing just celebrity deaths because I feel like in the past I wasn't really informed. Again, ignorant on like <laughs> famous celebrity murders where everyone kind of already knew what what happened, and I was like just going along and nodding my head like I knew what happened. But now it's like I am informed. I'm an informed crime reporter. <laughs> oh, reporter, <laughs> we're stepping up. Yeah. <laughs> we're, just podca- we're not just podcasters, we're reporters now. Mm-hmm. Journalists, <laughs> if you will. Yes. So <laughs> we'll be bringing you some more celebrity deaths later on in the episode. Thank you so much for joining us again. Be sure to follow us over on Crime on Tap Pod on Instagram to be kept up with the latest Crime on Tap. Anyone that follows us on Crime on Tap Pod knows that that's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) We do not keep up. We are just... So when we're on like episode 100 and we have like actual fans and followers, they can go back and listen to the beginning and be like, oh, yep, see, they were doing it from the beginning. Like they were were never not on top of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're always very professional. Yeah. We're just, you know, keeping it up, you know, we're preparing for the future. (laughs) Because I don't do that in my real life, so. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll try our best to do it here. (laughs) but be sure to share it with your family and friends we really do get a lot of new listeners from just direct family referrals Mm -hmm. um (laughs) aka you know who who you are listening on long road trips (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah shout out shout out we know who you are we appreciate your support sharing it to your family and friends listening on multiple platforms spotify apple the other ones really does help us with the algorithm and getting us out there to more listeners exactly and well we have a we do our little update so sean has an update that he wants to share i do so this just came out maybe 
I want to say a couple hours ago, I got a little TMZ notification. That's where I get all my most up-to-date news. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, that cackles a little much. Sorry. <laughs> but it, as we all know, one of my favorite families, the Kennedys, they're back in the news, everybody. So today is big news for Robert F. Kennedy's assassin, Sharon Sharon. He was granted parole on his 16th hearing (laughs) so lucky number 16 for him apparently he was filled with remorse regret he had vowed to always handle conflict in a peaceful way it was agreed upon by multiple family members in the kennedy family where they felt he was sincere in his apologies and they felt that it was okay for him to be released today august 27th Mm-hmm. The day we're filming this, Sharon Sharon is being released on parole where he was convicted of assassinating Robert F. Kennedy back in, well, what was it? Like the 70s? Well, I want to say, how old is Sharon Sharon now? So he's now 77. And maybe that's why they feel comfortable because they're like, really, what can this old guy do? Yeah. And it's being said that he can, he's from, originally from Jordan and he basically committed the crime because of Kennedy's support of Israel and he oh. didn't like that. So oh it was back in what? Did you just look it up? Nineteen sixty eight? Yes, June 6, okay. 1968. Yeah. Where he was gunned down while he was on the campaign trail running for senator of California, I believe. But it's being said that if he's released on parole, he could be sent back to Jordan. Which is kind of concerning because like you know he's not under our control anymore. He's now out in Jordan where he could possibly lead a gang, a lot, get people on his side. Like, I don't know, like, you know, like he assassinated the senator, a huge Kennedy family member back in the 60s. I don't know why we think this is a good idea. I think he's doing just fine in prison. Well, I think it's interesting our different perspectives because I was thinking, okay, he's Jordan's problem now. We don't, you know, get him <laughs> out of here so we don't have to deal with him. <laughs> so it's very I guess, interesting. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I just enjoy knowing that he's behind bars. Like, I enjoy knowing where he is. Mm-hmm. And if he's in Jordan in another country, it's just like we don't really know what he could do next. Are you a Kennedy cousin that you're concerned he's going to target you next? (laughs) I don't, I feel like I talk about the Kennedys so much. I'm just like, I'm next on their list at some point. (laughs) Like I'm next in line for a mysterious death. Well, you're saying it on the record. So if anything happens, we know it was Sharon Sharon. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, we haven't heard too much about the Kennedys recently. So I guess this is only fitting that some Kennedy news has come out on the day that we're recording this. They always got to be talked about. They're always in the news, you know. Always in the news. Too bad um, that redhead Kennedy didn't win whatever position he was running for in Massachusetts. The curse is alive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's basically the Kennedy update. That's my pop culture update. That's my current events for the day. And I think that's a pretty solid one. Pretty right on, right on track. Mm-hmm. And so I see you're taking a pause to take a sip. Oh, yes. I need a sip after this week, Megan. So I think I need to know what you're drinking. Because here uh, on Crime on Tap, we talk about crime and conspiracies. And we mm-hmm. do a drinky drinky, as you'd say. Yeah, a little drink. Like, uh, let me just explain my week. I'm back on the bus. I don't know about you, Megan, but I'm back on the struggle bus. It's just been a week. Patrick's gone in Chicago this week. So it's me here holding down the fort. I've recently joined a tennis league. So it's me going back and forth to work. Got to take care of the dog. Let the dog out. Got to go play tennis. 
I got no time to do anything anymore. My car battery's dying, so I'm carless. I'm using Patrick's car. It's just a lot going on this week. So that's why I feel like it's fitting that I'm ending the week with a basically Captain Morgan whiskey glass with a splash of Coke. If like you cannot tell, like it's very light, (laughs) very light on Coke. So it's not a splash of alcohol, it's a splash of Coke. (laughs) Splash of Coke. It's almost like those memes when it's like a mimosa, basically champagne with a little drop of orange juice. Mm-hmm. That's what it was like. Well, I, I feel like, why doesn't the Lord just give you a breather? Like, I get one week off the bus, and then back on the next week. I guess that's just, that's just the commute. But you know what? I'm thankful I'm having a bad week this week, because next week is our big traditional camping adventure for Labor Day weekend. So excited for that. So hopefully next week, it's nice weather. Mm-hmm. Um, no rain. Pray to the weather gods. There's no rain. I'm not sleeping in a wet tent. I'm not being moist all weekend. (laughs) So praying for good weather. Mm -hmm. Praying for good weather. No catastrophes of any kind. I feel like there's always at least one catastrophe, whether it be medical, vehicular, (laughs) financial. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm happy. I'm having a bad week this week. So next week is just maybe a little bit better. Oh my god, I can't believe that's next week. So Megan, what are you drinking today? Well, I have to work tomorrow at the salon. It's back open. Um, Ooh, okay. COVID-free? COVID-free, yep. The gal in question has not returned. Her next day back is going to be Monday. Okay. But she's got the okay from doctors and everything. She's been released from quarantine. But we're all wearing masks again. Oh, Um, yeah. So anyway, so the point of me saying that is because (laughs) I have to get up early and for me, that's like eight. So yeah. <laughs> the one time I did show up to the salon after drinking in one of our podcasts that we did on like a Tuesday or Wednesday or something. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, man, you look so tired. You look so, are you okay? Are you tired? <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, I, I'm going to play with that. So yeah. I have a, I'm on seltzer now. Oh, like, we love seltzer around here. Oh, okay. I didn't, because my mom makes fun of me for drinking seltzer. So I have a mm-hmm. lemon seltzer. Oh, I love lemon flavored anything i do too and i was trying to explain to nick what i wanted and i said the polar express yes because <laughs> it's the polar but it's not the polar express it's polar <laughs> seltzer and i said you know the polar express <laughs> he's like it's not christmas <laughs> so yeah that's what i'm drinking is have you ventured into any other seltzers or just polar express no i've had like the um What's it called? The AHA? AHA? Oh, yeah. The AHA. Is that the Target? It's sold at Target? Or is it sold anywhere? I think it's, I think it's like Walmart, Target. Okay. Um, so it's like caffeinated seltzer. So I've had that. Yeah. I just say I don't really care for LaCroix. LaCroix is a seltzer, right? I feel like I've had that and I just, I don't know. It, it's yeah. got the teeth coating thing for me. Yeah. Yeah, we don't really do LaCroix. We yes. do, um, what's the one? Bubbly? B-U-B-L-Y? Oh, I haven't tried that one. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you blindfolded me, I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. Seltzer, seltzer. Seltzer, seltzer. But you know what? There is a big difference between just seltzer and then alcoholic seltzer. 
oh, I don't yeah. enjoy alcoholic seltzer at all. See, that's interesting. Uh, drinking alcohol, alcoholic seltzer is what turned me on to regular seltzer. Before, I didn't like it. Wow. It is like an old person thing, I think. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe because I'm getting up there in age. I'm getting past <laughs> my prime that I'm starting to like seltzer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Megan, if you have nothing left to say, how about we get right into the podcast? All right. So to start off the famous celebrity murders, I'm going to start with a fan favorite, (laughs) Miss Selena. (gasps) Selena, Selena. Not Selena Gomez. She's not dead. Don't you worry. She just has blue hair. Oh, I haven't (laughs) seen that. Yeah, she's going through something again. I don't know if she's going to start talking about Justin or what, but she got blue hair. I'm sorry. It's just Justin. Move on. Like, she cannot stop talking about him and how much trauma he gave her. I'm over it. Get over it, okay? Don't let him define you, girl. Just go produce another Netflix series and move on with your life. Oh, which one did she... 13 Reasons Why. Oh, I didn't know that was her. Yeah, that was Selena. Yeah, I'm just kind of over her. She's just, you know, nonstop. Justin, Justin, Justin. Like, get over it. (laughs) It's been like 10 years. Yeah, clearly Justin's over you. Yeah, he he, he ran to the altar like a track star. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> like, very quickly he moved on. All right, so Selena. Now, again, back to our ignorance. I don't know much about Selena, mainly because I don't really enjoy music that's not in English and that I can't learn or that I just don't know what they're saying. You know oh, what I'm saying? That you can't, like, sing along too easily. Like, I know Feliz Navidad. But that's the extent of my non-English music. (laughs) And then when I sing along, it still doesn't sound quite right. (laughs) Yeah, it's too white for for me when I sing it. But back to Selena. So Selena was an icon. At a very young age, she was showing very high musical talent. So by the age of nine, Selena, who was a, if you don't know, a famous singer, famous in the... Tejano cultural style of music, which is just like a blend of like they call like Tex Mex, mm. like Mexican and American music, like a combination of both. She was a huge standout in the Tejano industry. Um, and at the age of nine, she joined a Tejano style band with her brother and sister. By the age of 15, she won the female vocalist of the year and performer of the year at the Tejano. Music awards, which I was ignorant as well, and I didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> no, I don't even I don't even know what Tejano is. Yeah, I I didn't either. Apparently, it's a style of music. Oh I actually God. had to Google it. <laughs> I was thinking. I feel like people our age probably know Selena from the Jennifer Lopez movie. Exactly. So yes. yeah, there's so many documentaries about it. Jennifer Lopez starred in one of them. I think it was back in like the late '90s. Is yeah, when it I came think out. So. But that was also a very popular film. So Selena was a very much an icon just because I think she was a standout in that kind of culture, bringing that culture to like mainstream American like music industry. From what I gathered, I don't know much, but like that's just what I've got from my research. I'm sure you know more about the murder. Yeah, lots about the murder. <laughs> yeah. Not so much about her history. Were you looking something up? Do you know something I don't? Okay, so... Um... The Selena movie with Jennifer Lopez came out in 1997. Mm. Okay, so we were just babies. Mm-hmm. And we'll also, I believe, talk. if you want to learn more about Selena, there's a Netflix um, series. There's like a two-parter or something about it. About oh, Selena. Yeah, that came out recently. And I'm not sure if they even talk about like the whole crime or whatever, but 
I know it's more about her personal life and her rise to stardom. Anyways, by the age of 17, Selena um, released her debut album called Selena, which original, right? <laughs> Self-titled. Self-titled album Selena at the age of 17. So now we get to um, the sad part, the crime on tap part, mm-hmm. <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> All right. So on March 31st, 1995, which is only 16 days after I myself was born. <laughs> I was not born yet. Megan was not born. Were you were you uh anything yet? Uh maybe possibly. my mom was like maybe a month pregnant. Yeah, maybe know. she might have been pregnant, but not might have not known yet. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um March thirty first, nineteen ninety five in Corpus Christi, Texas, Selena was fatally shot with one bullet from a thirty eight millimeter pistol. So it's evident we know who killed her. Her name was Yolanda Salvador. Who was, interesting enough, which I don't think this is a thing nowadays, Yolanda was Selena's fan club president and also the manager of Selena's etc. boutique down in Texas. Oh, now, wow. to me, I thought that was odd that Selena had a fan club and also was the president of the fan club. Don't you think that's odd? <laughs> well, I feel like back then that was like... The fan clubs were definitely a thing. Like, you, like, had pen pals from your fan club. You, like, signed up, you know, for them through Tiger Beat. Like, that was definitely a thing. But, like, I don't know for Yolanda to also be, like, in charge of her boutique and stuff. Yeah, that's where I got, like, creepy vibes. Like, I don't know many, like, actual presidents of fan clubs that (laughs) actually had a relationship. Yeah. Personal or professional with the celebrity in question so i find that definitely weird yeah excessive exactly that's the vibe i get did you watch jersey shore not really ah okay well in jersey shore Vinny, he had a stalker and she would always show up just like on the boardwalk wherever they were they would go to miami she would just randomly show up in miami it was just weird just like stalker vibe kind of thing mm-hmm. and that's kind of the vibe i got from like selena like oh she had an obsessive fan who's the president of this fan club, and now it has a relationship with her and is her boutique manager. Like, I just thought that was odd. So, Like, she was so obsessed, she, like, infiltrated Selena's life. Yeah. So, from this, as you can probably tell, um, nothing good is going to come of it. So, further on into this relationship of theirs, Selena and family, they realize that um, Yolanda has been embezzling from Selena's empire for years and really want to get rid of her because she's been stealing from them, stealing money. She's not really beneficial to them anymore. So basically, Yolanda's confronted about this, and Yolanda sets up a meeting with Selena at a day's end, where basically she just kind of, she knows what she's going to do. She traps her into coming to this day's end. What they say, provide her with business documents to reveal what she did with Selena's money and everything from the boutiques so as selena got to the hotel there was disagreements there was arguments and selena didn't notice at the time that yolanda had a gun in her purse so she was trying to just be nice but really yolanda yolanda was there for one thing and one thing only and as selena tried to run from the hotel room yolanda shot her once in the back so once she shot her selena was still like moving She made her way down to the lobby of the hotel 
and yelled for help. She got down to the hotel, was bleeding. Her whole body was covered in blood. Like, could you imagine, like, this huge artist, Selena, at a day's end, running to the lobby, screaming for help? Yeah, so Yolanda fled the scene, and Selena was there to fight for herself. So she gets to the lobby, yelling for help, yelling, yelling, yelling. They're trying to get help for her. Paramedics reported to have arrived to the hotel within the first two minutes of being called. Damn. And we hear from one of the hotel clerks that Selena's final words in the hotel lobby were Yolanda 158, which was the room number. And those were, that is what is claimed to be Selena's final words because as paramedics got her into the ambulance, she had no pulse and she was pronounced dead. Shit, so she like ran to the lobby and like collapsed and died? Yeah, basically wow. that's what happened. So it was probably like adrenaline like kept her alive to get down to the lobby. Oh yeah, for sure. She basically she died from excessive blood loss and Yolanda after that during the trial, definitely they're prosecuting her for, you know, killing Selena like an icon um to the full extent. But Yolanda claims it was an accident. <laughs> to shoot someone in the back as they're walking away from you yeah so basically her position in court was she lured um selena to the hotel room was in complete distraught was claiming that selena's father had pushed her over the edge was pushing for selena and yolanda to have no relationship anymore and that infuriated yolanda yolanda lured selena to the hotel room claimed to have a gun to her head was going to kill herself and accidentally shot Selena instead. <laughs> I just don't buy that. Yep, and yep, the jury also didn't buy that, and she was found <laughs> guilty of first-degree murder. Um, she was given life with parole after 30 years, which was at the time was the max sen- sentencing level in Texas, and she is eligible for parole on March 30th, 2025, at the age of 65. Wow. She's still alive. She's got four more years, and she could possibly be released, just like Sharon Sharon. Mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> Which, like, if people are drawn to straight-up killing people, like, why why is time in prison going to change that? If anything, it's going to make them worse, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of them, I mean, that's the thing, like, with Sharon Sharon and his release, it's like, he's obviously going to say what he has to say to get out. Right. <laughs> he assassinated a senator potential senator you don't just move on from that that's mental there's something wrong there right clearly be addressed (laughs) yeah also that's what all the other thing i wanted to bring up was how sharon sharon who assassinated government person had like was given parole opportunities 16 times and yolanda who killed selena has not even had the opportunity to get out (laughs) yeah what is that i wonder what that says yeah right I don't know if it's just like a state thing, you know, everyone has a different trial and everything, but like, damn, like Yolanda hasn't even had the opportunity to plead her case to get released. I mean, granted, she shouldn't really at all, but you know, that's just the court system. But still, I just thought that was kind of interesting. So where was Sharon Sharon prosecuted? What state? Um, I'm pretty sure it was California. Oh, okay. Hmm. I was mentioned that uh, Kennedy was leaving a victory rally or something out in California. Mm-hmm. So that's where he was assassinated. Yeah. So basically, that that's Selena in a nutshell. It's so sad. She was very young, with I feel like a lot of like potential. Clearly, mm-hmm. she had potential. But it's sad to know that um someone like her passed away too soon. 
And I think that goes to show that, like, don't have friends or, like, relationships with your fans. Because I feel like there's just, like, this idolization and power dynamic that you're never going to have a healthy relationship. Yeah. And I also feel like it's really sad when you actually meet that person in real life and you realize they're a shitty fucking person. (laughs) (laughs) Or just you think they're, like, God's greatest gift and they're just, like, a person. Yep. Which I wanted to bring up. I don't know if you've heard Halsey's new song. I have not. Oh my god, I forgot what the name of it is. I have to look it up because it brings us back to the John Lennon case I talked about last week. Oh um, really? Yeah. She sings about it? Well, it's not really, but it's it's called I Am Not a Woman, I Am God. Which, if you guys forgot, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, the reason why John Lennon is dead is because he compared himself to God and somebody didn't like that. <laughs> they were comparing themselves to God. <laughs> I just thought that was funny how Halsey released a song today claiming that she's not a woman, she's God. <laughs> yeah, I would say she needs to be taken down a peg, maybe. Yep. And if you also didn't see, I can send you the screenshot, but on Spotify, it has like a cover photo of like her album artwork or whatever. And it's literally her sitting in like a, with her child, full breasts are out. She has a child? Yeah, where you been? Who's the daddy? This man, not Jeezy. Because um, did she write that song? I'm so glad I never ever had a baby with you. Yeah, that was about Jeezy. Yeah, so I figured it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I know um, she broke up with Evan Peters. God bless Evan. Yeah, she has been dating boyfriend Alvin Alden for almost a year. Alvin and Chipmunks. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So she must have got pregnant right away. I, yeah, I think so. I don't think it was planned. Celebrity, you should be able to know how birth control works. I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> or um, also, she named the baby Ender. Jesus. Yeah. You I mean you're a celebrity? You gotta have an interesting baby name. Mm-hmm. Why can't you just be fucking Patricia? I don't know. Why is it gotta be crazy? <laughs> yeah. And apparently, he's a screenwriter, director, and producer. So he was probably on the set of one of her music videos and she caught feelings. She got, oh, she caught feeling. She, she got her oven. Her oven. <laughs> she got her baseball glove. And... <laughs> Alrighty. That's all I have for Alrighty. Selena. R.I.P. Selena. So my first celebrity is Marvin Gaye, oh. who I feel like maybe not a lot of people know. I mean, this day and age anyway, but he's got <laughs> some classics like, let's get it on. Yes. <laughs> Like, everyone knows that. And he was, like, known as the king of Motown. So he was, like, full of soul and, like, Mm -hmm. smooth. And Was he, like, the Jackson 5 era? Yeah, I think he was big in, like, the 60s and 70s. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give a little backstory on, like, how he grew up because I feel like that really leads up to what happened. Oh, yes. Um, I kind of know what happened, but not the full thing. mm -hmm. So he is murdered. It's not just, like, a celebrity death it's a murder he was murdered so we're gonna start off with the interesting character of his father marvin senior and he was a preacher in the hebrew pentecostal church and so he had a very strict moral code and enforced it on his children even though Mm -hmm. he was pretty hypocritical in that way there are things like he didn't allow sleeveless dresses open-toed shoes i don't know why um, makeup, films, TV, all of those were sinful and ungodly. Some of his transgressions as a preacher was he was an alcoholic. He was abusive, beat his kids and wife. 
Um, wow. Okay. And his wife was Alberta Cooper, who is Marvin's mother. They married in 1935. Oh, and wow. Alberta actually already had a child named Michael. But the shining star that Marvin Sr. was, he said, I am not raising another man's child, so get rid of the kid. And oh. so she sent Michael to live with her sister. Honestly, my, that might have been for, his, for the best. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm thinking, yeah, so then Michael's not beaten all the time. Yeah. And emotionally traumatized. Mm-hmm. Then I think, Alberta, honey, why would you be with a man that fucks with your kids, with your child? Like, so she put this man she met over her firstborn child. Yeah. But I'm thinking it's just that era was the man made the choices. Mm-hmm. You know, made the decisions, right? Isn't that what happened? <laughs> well, I feel like it was probably a thing where she was a single mother, had a baby out of wedlock. She's a black woman. She yeah. has no rights. She has no way to make money. She probably, you know, tried to found any man that would take her to take care of her. And she didn't. Exactly. She didn't know what else to do. Or Marvin Sr. was just like a manipulative, abusive guy. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's many. Li- I mean, this was. 1935 i mean wasn't that the great depression i think that was the 20s oh my god i don't know history <laughs> i don't either i think <laughs> was this world war Two time maybe <laughs> what you're asking the wrong one okay sorry great Are you looking at, huh? <laughs> yeah oh 1929 to 1933 we're both right well there you go <laughs> alongside marvin senior's excessive drinking he was also as we could tell, a misogynist, a womanizer. He had many affairs and actually had a love child that he did, he abandoned and didn't take care of. And he also was a cross-dresser. So he wore oh. women's clothes and shoes. And so he's preaching to his kids about, you know, don't wear makeup and TV. And he's doing everything that he would consider sinful. Yeah. So the biggest hypocrite ever born. <laughs> mm-hmm. They had four kids together, him and Alberta. And they forced their four kids to quote Bible verses. And if they got them wrong, he beat them horribly. Yeah. For some reason, he had it out from our singer Marvin Gaye. He got the brunt of it. He would also starve the kids, saying that hunger brought them closer to God. Oh, wow. Um, You know, lock them in closets and everything. Some speculate, especially his older sister, Jean, that the reason why Marvin Sr. hated Marvin Jr. so much was because he had a very close relationship with Alberta and he even accused them of an incestuous relationship, which was very unfounded. It was just him being jealous and manipulative, really. And so from a young age, Marvin showed interest in singing and was very talented. But of course, Marvin Sr. was like, you're trash. Shut the fuck up. But Alberta encouraged him. And he said that was the only reason that he ever tried was that his mother encouraged him yeah and so at the age of 17 he ran away and joined the u.s air force but then he he was like this is too much for me and so he faked mental illness to get discharged which i feel like is not as easy yeah not to today do. you can't just be like "Ooh, i'm crazy and they're like get him <laughs> out of here like that's not how it works yeah and so he ended up marrying a woman named anna their first child they actually adopted because anna's 16 year old niece Denise, Denise, the niece, (laughs) Denise Gordy fell pregnant. And so to avoid scandal, they adopted him and named him Marvin the third. But of course there was scandal that Marvin was actually the biological father. 
Yeah. Of course, because nothing can be. <laughs> My God, this is just like one big family drama. I love it. I know. That's why I'm like, this is just <laughs> insane. <laughs> and so he ended up leaving Anna because he had an affair with a 17-year-old, mm. Janice Hunter, who he married. So, I mean, I feel like it probably wasn't out of the realm of possibility that he was the father of the 16-year-old's baby. Yeah, yeah. And so he was addicted to cocaine, treated Janice pretty terribly. He watched how his father treated women, so... Exactly. He forced Janice into a threesome and then, you know, called her a slut and... Naturally. uh, Naturally. As men do. She had two kids by the age of 22. Because, I mean, they married when she was, like, 17. So, like, you know, they're pumping him out and... Oh, yeah. um, Those are baby-making days. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so he complained about how ugly she was because she had stretch marks and saggy boobs. Yep. Then he started beating her. He put a gun to her knife. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't know what to think of that statement because you were so serious. <laughs> he put a gun to her knife. <laughs> I like how you didn't say anything. I was like, oh, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> what? So he put a knife to her throat and not a gun to her knife. I thought you were going to say gun to her throat. No. A knife to her throat. Okay. Yeah, he put a knife to her throat and was like, this is a quote that she said he said. When he had the knife to her throat. I've loved you too much. The love is killing me. I beg you to provoke me. Provoke me right now so I can take us both out of our misery. Wow. Um, But he ends up not killing her, thank God. And she left him. So he actually went on a a coke binge in Hawaii and took 30 grams of pure cocaine. Oh my God. In attempts to kill himself, but he survived. Marvin, despite his talent, is just a broken man. Um, And so on... April 1st of 1984, April Fool's, (laughs) he was at his parents' house and Marvin Sr. and Alberta were arguing and it was getting physical. Marvin Sr. had a gun at the house. He got it out and was swinging around and threatening (laughs) and Marvin Jr. tried to take it. It was an altercation and Marvin Gay Sr. shot him twice in their house in California and was pronounced dead on arrival at the California Hospital Medical Center an hour later. Yeah. Um, this, I thought this was like so morbid. The gun that his father used to kill him was a Christmas present from the year prior. Wow. So he shot him with his own Christmas present. That's a weird, you know, present to give somebody who has done things in the past. Yeah, who is known to be violent and yeah. hate you. Like, seemed like marvin senior genuinely hated him yeah marvin jr's brother frankie said um that his final words marvin's final words were i got what i wanted i couldn't do it myself so i made him do it so kind of being like yeah he kind of got in the altercation with the gun on purpose in order to end his life so it's kind of complicated but the father was the one that pulled the trigger so when he went to court he was he claimed self-defense and was like oh. I, I it's so funny he's like i love him but i was afraid of him and i'm so sorry and i'm like hmm that you abused and beat and starved like you mm-hmm. made him the man he was 
Yep. And so he was convicted of voluntary manslaughter and was given six years on parole. So he didn't even go to jail. Wow. Because I guess they believe the self-defense, even though he was going after his wife, Marvin Jr. stepped in. So it's like, I maybe because it was the 80s and they're like, oh, women. Yeah, yeah. Crazy women. Always provoking men to violence. And so he died of like being old and unhealthy um, in 1998. So he never went to jail. Wow. Despite Marvin's immense talent, his whole family and him, they all just damn fucked up. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like the whole family <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. It it's just like the mother is the most normal one. And she still did some fucked up shit, like abandoning that, that her first yeah. son and everything. I wonder, do you know how she reacted to Marvin's death? She didn't divorce Marvin Sr. She stood by him, so. Damn, she had some some shit going on. Yeah, so I I don't know if she, I don't, from the articles I read, she didn't really comment on it. But I mean, I feel like her comment was staying with Marvin and supporting yeah. him, you know. Wow, I didn't really know that whole story. I knew he got shot. That was about it. But, like, I didn't know the whole backstory. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you need the backstory that leads up to why this happened. Right, exactly. That's why I was like, all right, let's start from the beginning. <laughs> but yeah. it all kind of came together of making the picture of who he and his father was and the relationship with his mother. And It's just all- so crazy how somebody with so much talent is so mainstream is, like, going through it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like Selena. She's going through it. She Yeah, she was going through it damn she had her own things going on <laughs> but like marvin gate like this kind of upbringing imagine being like in the recording studio like how are you in the recording studio getting signed to like record labels then also having this history and like also currently dealing with that history mm-hmm. well i think about that sometimes i think about like i hear the things that people go through i'm like how do people get up every day sometimes? Yeah. Like, the shit that's happened to them? Like, I don't know if it's denial or strength or... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Or cocaine, I feel like in Marvin's situation. <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe the drugs are helping. Yeah. But damn, already, R.I.P. Marvin. Mm-hmm. Sure, Alberta's not alive anymore. Oh, she died in 87. Oh, when she had yeah. a good life. Uh, she lived until she was 74. She died of bone cancer. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, there's no surviving bone cancer. Yeah, that, that shit's hard because you got bones everywhere. Yeah, we got lots of bones. Yeah, oh, we we full of bones. Up here. <laughs> here on Crime on Tap, we're full of bones and we're I ignorant. think, is the number 188? <laughs> I feel like all I've been doing is Googling. How many bones? <laughs> I feel like this is a Jeopardy question I should know. 208. I see 206. 206. I knew it was something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the more you know. The more you know, we have 206 bones. Never forget it. You don't have to go to biology class anymore and just <laughs> get it here, come on top. Bi- isn't it like anatomy? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Anyways, moving on to the next celebrity murder. We have Miss Sharon Tate, <gasps> which I was not privy to prior to looking her up. i feel like i've heard of her but she hasn't really been she was a big time actress in the 60s she had some big gigs she the only real one that i know was the beverly hillbillies i feel like i've seen some of those episodes and you know it's just not my kind of thing she was in the beverly hillbillies and they say the googs they say that her big big time role was 
the valley of the dolls oh i've heard of that movie i don't think i've seen it but that was like a big movie i think yeah so that was back in 1967 so she was a big time actress big time beautiful blonde bombshell actress in the 60s oh she was also in mr ed which wasn't that like the horse yeah that was like the horse yeah (laughs) which that's funny so i'm sure if i asked my parents i'm sure they'll know all about sharon tate yes they'll be like (laughs) oh my god you're so moved right um so miss sharon tate she was born in 1943 she was voted homecoming queen so you can get a kind of a good idea she was blonde she was white she was beautiful homecoming queen she was popular and she was in the movie industry simply which i want to say the fact was that she was dating somebody who was a director or screenwriter in the movie industry so it's mm-hmm. obvious as to why she was in films. <laughs> well, wasn't she with Roman Polanski, right? Exactly. That's who she was with. And he is a disgusting man who is actually not allowed in the United States because he is running from the law because he raped a 14-year-old girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. And also at the, tidbit. <laughs> at, the t- at the time of her death, Sharon Tate was eight and a half months pregnant and she made a statement to somebody that they claim that Sharon Tate said that if he doesn't change his act, two weeks after the baby is born, she's going to divorce him. So I love her energy. Mm-hmm. She was just, you know, telling him how it is. She was controlling the situation. She had a deadline. She had a clear, she like... Had a, like, you know, like she knew this man was not good for her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's definitely a situation where he had the power and he had the, like, notoriety... And could get her into roles, into movies, into Hollywood. And she was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do whatever, you know, I'll do it. Just get me into the big the big screen. That's kind of the situation I was feeling like it was like. And then she learned who he really was. Yes. So Sharon Tate, when researching this case, it's a different kind of murder. Because really, Sharon Tate was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me get my notes. Because there are a lot of names that I'm going to be going over. Try to keep up. Okay. Oh my gosh. So at the time of Sharon Tate's death, she was 26 years old and she was living obviously out in Los Angeles, California. Now let's get into a name that most people know, which is Charles Manson. Especially if you're a true crime fan. Exactly. So if you're a true crime fan, you know Charles Manson, you know the Manson family. The Manson family is essentially a commune, a gang, a cult where Charles Manson identified himself as someone bigger than God, had followers who he controlled basically to kill others, (laughs) where not only Sharon Tate was a victim, but also many other people in cases that were from Charles Manson and his cult. But specifically with Sharon Tate, her involvement with the Manson family is really unlucky. It is rumored there's really no direct reason why Charles Manson instructed his family of people to kill Sharon Tate and others. But it is said that Charles Manson at the time attempted to get a record deal with a producer by the name of Terry Melcher. 
And at that time, Melcher basically didn't sign Charles Manson to any record label. And Charles Manson was out for vengeance. And that's when he basically started creating his cult, creating his following. And again, this was in the 60s and 70s. This was like hippie era. This is when like LSD was a big thing, drugs, where people were not like ever in the right state of mind. And I think... This may have just been a rumor, but I think Charles Manson is accredited to help write the Beach Boys song, Good Vibrations. Have you heard that? Okay. I know Charles Manson has a strange fascination with the Beatles. Oh, no. This is the Beach Boys. Oh, okay. Beach Boys. I only know about the Beatles. I don't know about the Beach Boys. Oh, okay. That sounds about right. Because, I mean, if he has a fascination with the Beatles, he probably had something to do with Beach Boys as well. Mm-hmm. And that may have been a rumor. I don't know. That's yeah. what I've heard on the streets. Mm-hmm. It is said there's no real direct correlation with the Sharon Tate murders, but it is said that Charles Manson wanted revenge on this man, producer, screenwriter, Terry Melcher, for not signing him. So from this time, Charles Manson created his cult, created all this community of controlling them, making him seem like his prophecies were uh, making him like godlike and that he was basically like a god to them it's almost like scientology yeah it was like a cult he was the yeah the prophet yeah so also an interesting fact terry melcher the producer who did not sign charles mansion to a record label is the son of doris day <laughs> oh my god everything like, is I, so connected right like then i'm gonna be dropping a lot of names here and it's so funny how like how many big names are involved it's so weird so charles manson wanted revenge it is said that he wanted revenge on terry for not signing him to his record label or whatever there's evidence that shows that charles manson showed up to terry melcher's old residence which terry melcher does not live at anymore and now the residence is where sharon tate lives oh no so it really is just random coincidence random coincidence charles manson shows up to sharon tate's now residence where she's just renting because she's an actress so she just travels she's doing all these different things charles manson shows up and sharon tate's hairstylist um, answers the door and is greeted by Charles Manson where he is looking for a man named Terry Melcher. He's trying to find him and the hairstylist has no idea who he's talking about. He directs Charles Manson to the guest house in the back. And at this time, there's really like no correlation why Charles Manson is at the guest house in the back still looking for somebody who is clearly not occupying the residence anymore so from that time charles manson leaves and sharon tate is coincidentally off to rome to do some kind of photo shoot for some kind of movie so from this point in time later on charles manson for some reason like literally i could not find direct reasons as to (laughs) why charles manson instructed his people to kill sharon tate but (laughs) from this point charles manson directs his family, his followers to go to that house and to kill and slaughter everybody in the most gruesome way possible for no reason as to why he wants this to happen. But Charles Manson directs Tex Watson, who he instructs as the leader of the killings Mm-hmm. of the Sharon Tate residence. Now, Tex Watson instructs a team of two others, Susan Atkins and also Patricia Kroon-Winkle. So, it's Winkle. we come to the date of August 9th, 1969, where Tex Watson 
goes to the house with his followers, Susan and Patricia. And there's also another woman that's involved in the commune, the cult. But apparently she was pregnant at the time, so she didn't actually commit any of the murders which i was like okay but she's still involved <laughs> like did she just wait in the car be like i'm too pregnant to carry out these yeah, murders right <laughs> so i thought that was funny <laughs> she's on maternity leave <laughs> yeah so we get tex watson who is instructed by charles manson to go to this house and kill everybody inside he doesn't even know who's there he doesn't even know he's probably killing sharon tate a famous actress at the time really it's also unfortunate the others that were involved in the murders there was five people total who died that also included sharon tate the other people that were involved in the murders was sharon tate her hairstylist jay sebring a screenwriter which i cannot pronounce this name it's wocek Frykowski? That's the best I can do. And they were just like hanging out at her house. Just hanging out, just visiting, which this is very interesting. So Wojciech, male, and his girlfriend at the time was Abigail Folger. Now, do you have any predictions of who Abigail Folger was? The heiress to the Folger's coffee fortune. <gasps> How'd you know that? Folger's, that's all I know is coffee. So that was a total guess. <laughs> Literally, she's the heiress to the Folger fortune. She was there at the time. And also, like, really unfortunate, this man named Stephen Parent, who was a friend of the caretaker. Aww. So, like, he he had no involvement in the residence at all. He so was everyone a friend. was just unlucky. Everyone was just unlucky. So on the night of August 8th, 1969, Tex Weston and his people enter the house where they tied up Sharon and JC bring together by their necks with rope and began hanging them from one of the rafters in the building where JC bring was fighting back. So Tex West Watson shot him in the head and killed him, leaving Abigail and Wojciech and Sharon remaining. Wojciech and Abigail were stabbed multiple times. And I'm not just saying like five or six. One was stabbed 56 times. One was stabbed 28 times. Times. I don't know exactly who was stabbed that many times, but one of them was. Crying. Sharon Tate was last, not to mention she was also eight and a half months pregnant. She was hanging from a rafter by her neck, also connected to a dead body, her hairstylist, JC Ring. <laughs> Man, um, that is gruesome. She was stabbed over 16 times, and her child was also killed in the stabbings and steven parent was unfortunately in the driveway in his car and he was shot oh he didn't even make it inside he didn't even make it inside so basically that's the murders from this they tex watson susan atkins and patricia left the residence and pretty sure i didn't really do too much research into the manson that's a whole nother thing Right, that's a whole but can of worms. They departed and they committed more murders after this whole whole shindig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the next day, August 9th, Sharon Tate's caretaker, or not caretaker, um, housekeeper arrives. And that's when he had finds the crime scene. There's oh. bodies on the porch. Stephen, unfortunate Stephen, is dead in the car on the driveway. Sharon Tate is still connected to the rope in the house and really it's just ugh, the whole story is so unfortunate and how really wrong place at the wrong time mm-hmm. i wonder charles manson was just like pissed that he couldn't find who he wanted so he took it out on whoever was there like I, i'm thinking it's maybe he didn't believe that they didn't know where you know his target terry melcher was 
maybe he just didn't believe them and that they didn't really know where he was located. So he was like, just kill them all. Damn. Which also, Charles. Some of them watched TV, so they didn't know that they were. This was gonna be a whole (laughs) high-profile thing. Yeah. Right. Also, at the time, Charles Manson instructed to make it the most gruesome that they could, and to also make it witchy. So he wanted them to leave tracks of this being like witchy. Like a ritual. Yeah, like of... a ritual, like cult-like thing. Witchcraft. Susan Atkins claims, well, she confessed that she wrote on the front door of the house in Sharon Tate's blood, the word pig. That doesn't seem witchy. She didn't try runes. She didn't do runes. <laughs> like I don't know why she wrote pig, but she wrote it in Sharon Tate's blood. That's all I know. That's fucked these people are fucked up right so i'm thinking from this because this is really interesting like the whole manson i feel like that's another thing we got to get into because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot also with that where there's i mean he has like over hundreds of followers and i'm pretty sure he has a tattoo of a swastika between his eyes i have a question for you do you know if marilyn manson is related to charles manson so his name is a combination of marilyn monroe and um charles manson so that's like his stage name but his stage Um, name is after marilyn monroe and charles manson so he's kind of idolizing him yeah that's odd because his whole thing is like i'm goth well yeah he's got some things going on too oh yeah oh yeah he's got some sexual assault things going on Mm -hmm. in very close territory to us in new hampshire it happened (laughs) oh and he's also disgustingly hideous as well so that doesn't help yeah being a horrible person and horrible looking i mean i don't know there's also very current events today i don't know if you're like updated on kanye west and his new album that he's dropping and how he has like listening parties but like last night kanye had a listening party where he recreated his childhood home in like a huge arena and mm. marilyn manson was on the porch of the childhood home what does that mean everyone's like like literally flabbergasted as to why marilyn manson is at drake's like listening party for his new album while this marilyn manson is literally going through sexual assault cases <laughs> he he's freaking crazy i i did see that he legally changed his name to ye oh yeah he or did change his name to yay yeah oh, it's yay okay kim kardashian came out in a wedding dress when they're allegedly getting a divorce like i just don't i don't know it's i don't wild. understand hollywood i don't get it it's just a bunch of crazies it sounds like yeah it's all for social media that's all they do mm-hmm but already enough with the crazies moving on to your last topic okay yeah so this one is um a little bit shorter and it's also littered with conspiracies so we love that here on crime on love conspiracies so this was the murder of gianni as he's known or giovanni is his full name but gianni is his nickname <laughs> versace yeah. or versace Ooh. depending on how much of an ass you are yeah if you're um, actually from Paris, then you say for safe. But if you're a freaking American <laughs> with a valley girl, yeah, then it's Versace. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, so Gianni Versace was only 50 years old when he was murdered outside his South Beach home in Miami, Florida on July 15th, 1997. So he was a beloved high end luxury brand fashion designer, as yeah. we all know. We also know Donatella, his sister oh um, yes have you seen her she looks like garbage 
<laughs> she got lots of work going on. Her face looks painful. Like it, yeah. it looks like it's painful to be in her body. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it looks like a lot of appointments and maintenance going on there. Yes, a lot of a lot of trips to the Botox. Um, <laughs> know, can you imagine her during quarantine when she like no one could go to spas or salons or? Oh, I'm sure up. she had a private personal lady there on on standby. Oh yeah, I'm sure you're right. She wouldn't have let herself let herself <laughs> deflate. <laughs> so true. Oh, man, she freaking hard to look at. But anyway, <laughs> I thought about Donatella. It's yeah. about Gianni. Gianni. <laughs> like my Italian accent. <laughs> so he was an openly gay man. His partner, Antonio D'Amico, maybe? Uh, D'Amico? Okay. Oh, it's probably D'Amico. If you um, do that shoulder shrug, it sounds right. D'Amico? <laughs> they were a very strong couple. He even helped design for the Versace sport line. Were they um, a power couple? They were a power couple. They were lovers and business part. They were partners in every sense of the word, I should say. Mm -hmm. So he was just like a guy who loved the finer things in life, had an eye for design and wanted mm -hmm. people to feel beautiful and everything. So here comes, and of course they always have three names. So where is Andrew Philip Cunanan, Cunan. Well, he's got two easy names and one we just can't yeah. understand. Andrew Philip Cunan, maybe. <laughs> Cumin? Cunin. C-U-N-A-N-A-N. Cunin. Andrew Phillip <laughs> was a serial killer and he was suspected of four deaths. He was on the FBI's top 10 wanted list. There was a national manhunt and he was also a gay man. So he was hiding in Miami Beach's gay scene, kind of like in the underground club at the time he was around Versace. So that's where he was hiding when he ultimately killed him on July 15th. There's a lot of speculation on why he did it. Mm -hmm. So um, Andrew Phillips' um, killing spree, they think, was motivated of his ex-lovers. So the the people that he killed before Versace was Jeffrey Trail, who's a 28-year-old former naval officer. They say they're not sure why they killed him. Then he killed his former lover, David David Madsen, who was a confirmed former lover. They kill He killed Lee Miglin, who's a 72-year-old Chicago real estate developer and wealthy. And he killed William Reese, a 45-year-old cemetery worker. And they what? believe that the only reason he killed him was to get his truck so the other people they were like suspecting um, that they were ex-lovers because andrew philip also was living a lavish life as a gay prostitute for wealthy men so oh so he, he was a escort yeah so he was yeah exactly so he was he was like they say in easy a like a high-end prostitute for <laughs> politicians and athletes yep. <laughs> so that was um and he did like odd jobs and stuff like that but he was very intelligent he spoke mm. two languages it says that the kind of the reason why he snapped was that he was HIV positive. And oh. so he was going and killing the people he suspected or that could have given him HIV. And so that's oh. why he was targeting gay men. Um, so how did he kill? So he shot Versace. He he did it in many different ways. Hmm. Jeffrey Trail, his first victim, he beat with a hammer. David Madsen, his confirmed former lover, he killed and dumped his body in a lake in Minnesota. He oh stabbed God. Lee and I think he shot Williams. So 
Just whatever he could get his hands on. Wow, okay, so he's multifaceted. Yes. <laughs> so he had, like, except for the um, cemetery worker who he they think they just he just killed for his truck, he had ties to pretty much everyone else. Even though they say the naval officer, they're unclear of his motive, I feel like they're just saying that because he's a naval officer. Yeah, So, yeah. you know, the FBI, they gotta protect their own. I'm sure he really was, like, an ex-lover of his. Yeah, like, he um, cannot be gay. Right, and so, yeah, and it's 1997. I mean, it's not as bad as, like, when yeah. Marvin Gaye in 50, 1953 when his father was beaten him with the Bible, pretty much. But, <laughs> yeah, so Versace, he was a happy, open, gay man living this lavish lifestyle that Andrew Phillips so craved and that he was trying to get, not through skill, but by sleeping his way to yeah. the lifestyle of luxury. And so they're unclear of the motive. Some people say it was just because he was jealous, like I said, for the reasons before, a successful open gay man. Um, Others think that he was actually a former lover of Versace. Wow. And but there's nothing proving that. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him. I know. Well, I find it interesting that they're like, "Oh, he killed all former lovers." But they only out of the five people he killed, they can only confirm two were former lovers. Yeah. So, that makes me think they know more. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like William Reese was like Sharon Tate. He was just like driving his little truck, going to work, and yeah. Andrew Phillip needed a truck to get or to get to Florida. So. Like it's Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, like it's Grand. He just pulled him out and <laughs> shot him and left. Yeah. So it was eight days later. He was on the run again. July twenty third of nineteen ninety seven. Andrew Phillip shot himself in a boathouse that was only two miles away from Versace's house. Yeah. Manhunt was over. Andrew Phillips' killing spree was over. But and it was a huge thing. So now is Donatella? Is she like? Did she take over? That I think that when he died, she inherited it. But it was definitely like his love child. I feel like it was like yeah, yeah. his work and branding. Um, just. Um, speed reading through an article Donatella didn't like Antonio so I wonder if well there was probably beef there oh and also in Versace's will he left D'Amico the right to live in any residence which Donatella was not okay with it looks like he started his own fashion collection in 1999 so I think he did part mm. from Versace. So Donatella, I guess, didn't like him. Maybe because he was more in partner with Antonio than her. Yeah. And she was jealous. Yeah, he was a threat. So I'm it's... sure there's a whole bunch of drama in there, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he must have escorted or something at a point in time for Versace. Don't you think? Antonio, you think? Yeah. They were no, not the... Antonio. Um, What's his name? The... Oh, Andrew Philip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm that's thi- like the one of the like the conspiracies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like it's got to be because mm, I don't know because I guess we have gone over cases before where it's literally just jealousy that enrages these people to just kill. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like with his track record of escorting and prostituting, yeah, that- with wealthy businessmen and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what escorting is, you know, it's like in secret, like I'm sure you sign like an NDA where you can't tell anybody or else you get your ass sued for millions and millions of dollars. Right. Like rich people don't play with that shit. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> no. 
that's what my thinking is, is that there's definitely was something there that he just didn't really do out of rage. I don't know. Yeah, so it's unclear, but there are speculations. Damn, I'm sure Donatella knows. I feel like she don't take no crap. Oh my god, what if Donatella hired <gasps> so that she could get the Versace? Oh my god. Now that's a real conspiracy. That's honestly <laughs> possible, I think. <laughs> oh my god, we're starting shit. Reading her from Donatella's lawyers. Oh my god she's scary i don't want to mess with her oh my god she is she looks like a witch like a literal like swamp witch <gasps> all righty are we good yeah that's all i have on gianni Versace. ah r.i.p versace we still love your clothing mm-hmm. even though i, I can't afford it i know Alrighty, you guys we thank you so much once again for joining us on another episode of crime on tap we really do enjoy doing these celebrity murders just because not as only informative for us it's good to just know who these icons were and how unfortunate it is that their passings were too soon mm-hmm. i mean and they're always interesting and crazy they always deliver really though it's like you know <laughs> i feel like my life is so boring i got nothing going on and these celebrities got so much trauma and things that have gone on in their past that ultimately led up to their deaths and it's just like wow well they say that about creative people that you know that they have shit going on so i guess it's makes yeah. sense <laughs> but nonetheless you guys we thank you so much for joining us again be sure to listen to our other episodes we have many over 20 plus 25 plus episodes that you guys can go back and listen to that would really help us out and support us be sure to go and follow us over on crime on tap pod be sure to listen to us on all the streaming platforms and also be sure to share with your family and friends Megan, you want to sign us off? <laughs> oh, yes, of course. We'll see you guys next time. Where, where crime, crime is always, always on top. top. <laughs> <laughs>